We are on Daf Mem Hey Amit Aleph, and we're six lines from the top. The last word on the line it starts with Rav. And I actually should have read this yesterday. Uh, since we we established that Rav holds like Rabbi Yehuda, uh, the Gemara wants to challenge it in this with the following. We learned this says Rav Rabbi Yehuda really does Rav really hold like Rabbi Yehuda? Oh, boy, I mean, Rav, once upon a time, they asked the question of halacha to Rav. They said, If it's Shabbos, let's say you lit your Hanukkah lights. And there were these people who, the non-Jews, who did, they, they didn't let the Jews uh, light their Hanukkah candles. It wasn't obviously a sakonis nefashas, there wouldn't be a question. But it wasn't a question of life or death. But it was definitely troublesome. So the question is, on Shabbos, after your lamp went out, can you move it? Now, according, obviously, according to Bishimon, you're allowed to move things. According to Behudi, you're not allowed to move it. Once it was Muksa when Shabbos came in, it's going to be Muksa all Shabbos. So he wanted to know, in, the, in order to now, to protect themselves, uh, push it from troubles or monetary loss, they want to know, can they move the Hanukkah lamp after it went out? And Rob said, and Rob said to them, Shapatami, it's fine, you're allowed to do it. Oh, one second. So how could you tell me above that what that Rob holds like Rabbi Yehuda? According to Rabbi Yehuda, once it was Mukta when Shabbos came in, it's Mukta the whole Shabbos. And he said, and here we see Rob clearly Paskin, that you're allowed to move the Hanukkah candle on Shabbos after it went out in order to protect yourself from the from the from the uh, uh, from the Abari. Uh, so so what's the so what's going on? The answer is where it says no kasha. It's different. It's different when you're when you're in trouble. Why? The ha amrle Rav Kahana Rav Ashi Rav because they said to him one time exactly they said halacha So one second is that really the halacha that you're allowed to move a lamp that went out on Shabbos? Amarlo and he said to them no. He said kedayu Rabbi Shimon lesmochal Rabbi Shimon is worthy to to rely on Rabbi Shimon when under hard pressed times you're you're allowed to rely on Rabbi Shimon. To uh, to move it, no, it's really under normal circumstances. He passes like Rebuta, like we said. But when you're stuck, a thing like this, we're in trouble. You can rely on Rabbi Shimon and be Mekel and Muktza. Okay, by me Reish Lakish Rabbi Yochanan. Reish Lakish asked the following question to Rabbi Yochanan. Now, in general, we've been saying we're going to be today. We're going to be defining Muktza according to Rabbi Shimon. One of the things we said according to Rabbi Shimon, you need a, a, according to according to Behuda, essentially things that aren't so to speak positively associated with Shabbos or Muktza. According to according to Rabbi Shimon, you need a very negative uh, separation in order for something to be Muktza. So he wanted to know the following. In general, we know that we know that Rabbi Shimon holds that anything that's anything that's usable is not going to be Muktza. So and even if it was not usable when Shabbos came in, it's usable now. You're allowed to use it. It's not considered muksa. So he wanted to know the following. Let's say you took wheat and you planted it in the ground. Now, obviously it hasn't it hasn't taken root. Otherwise, there's no, no question. You're not allowed to, anything is taking root in the ground and Shabbos, you're not allowed to pull it up. That's reaping. That's forbidden on Shabbos. But he wants to know, let's say you put wheat into the ground and now you want to use it on Shabbos. It hasn't taken root. Or eggs that are that or that you put under the hen to have the hen um, hatch the eggs. Mahu, what's the halacha? Though we say now that since he did when we, that he did something, they, they, not only is this, it's true that this stuff is usable, but he actually did something which really shows that he's separating himself. He really shows he's not going to eat them. He put, he put it in the ground. He's not intending to eat these wheat berries. He put the eggs under the chicken. He's not intending to eat the eggs. Key less later, Rabbi Shimon Mukta. Do we say when Rabbi Shimon says that it doesn't hold Mukta? It's where he didn't actively, he didn't with his hands push them away. Okay, it's edible, it's useful, you can use it. But even this stuff, which is edible now, but since he did an active act to push away for Shabbos, he put it under the chick, under the hen, or he put it into the ground. We say hold muksa. So it makes no difference. As long as it's edible food, he holds it's not muksa. You always have that in mind. 
The only thing that's muktza when it comes to when it comes to Rishimin is the actual oil in the lamp at the time that it at the time that it is burning. Since it's muktza, since it's muktza for its mitzvah, it's it's muktza the whole time that it's prohibited to use. Now, there's two ways to learn this. The, 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 the way the Gemara is going to learn it from the opening is like this: the learning that you, that you have a combination of two things. That when when, when the, what's the only time that what's the only time that Rabbi Shimon Asr's this food, this oil, which is edible, is a case where here you had a mitzvah to light the oil on Shabbos. That was number one, and it's forbidden to take the oil. It's forbidden to take the oil out of the lamp because that is that is called bechaba. That's called that's called extinguishing the lamp. Therefore, even the oil that drips out that you didn't take out the whole time the lamp is burning, you're forbidden. That's called muktzah. That's the only case. So only when you have these two things in combination that was a mitzvah to light the oil, and it's also a prohibition to take the oil. So then, even the oil that came out by itself, you're not allowed to. Take. But all of the case, but over here, where even though he put the eggs under the chicken, even though he put the 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 wheat into the ground, it's mutter. As long as it's edible, it's still it's still muktzah. I will Okay, the said second. Now we want to challenge it. The way we understood now, the way we understood, the way we understood Rabbi Yochanan's answer was that Rabbi Shimon only holds muktzah. We have a combination of these two factors. I want to tell me when it's only a mitzvah, Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold this muktzah. I want to bring you a proof that with muktzah alone, without an iser, without an added iser. That Rabbi Shimon holds mukzah. Okay, once something was separated to do a mitzvah. didn't we learn when it came to a sukkah? We learned this earlier. A sukkah that you properly a sukkah for we're talking about a sukkah here for four sukkahs that a person properly covered over. and then they took they took he took colored cloths and used it to decorate. and flaxen uh, embroidered embroidered cloths. Okay, he used it to decorate. and he hung up there for decorations. Not and peaches and other kinds of nuts and remonim and and, uh, and pomegranates uh, 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 and, uh, and, uh, clusters of grapes and circles of, of grains yenos wine shmanim oils etc uslosos and 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 fine flour all these things that he, that a person a person put up in the sukkah for decoration, you're not allowed to use them to make use of them for any other use other than for the sukkah until 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 yantav is out. Okay, and if the person made a condition when the before Yantav came in, he said, "Listen, I'm not I'm not designating these only for decorating the sukkah." That goes according to, according to his condition. If he made a condition, I'm not that I'm not being mocked I'm not separating for the use of the sukkah. Then he's able to make use of it. Now you see that what. That all these things that they're muktzah just for merely for the for the mitzvah on the whole chag. It's not a question of let's say taking it down, undoing the sukkah, even a cholamid. It makes no difference. So you see clearly that you see clearly that according to this, we understanding this is at the moment we're understanding this according to everybody according to Rabbi Shimon. And since according to Rabbi Shimon, you see that Rabbi Shimon holds that a mitzvah alone is enough to make muktzah. You don't need the mitzvah plus the combination of the fact that, for example, that you weren't allowed to take oil out of the lamp. You don't need an iser. I, I, you don't need this. I umay the Rebbe Shimon. Now, one second. Now, what gave me a right to say that this that this was uh, that this was 
uh, that this price was Rabbi Shimon. What can be right to say? Maybe it's only Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, you might Rabbi Shimon. How do I know? The Tanur of Chir by Yosef, because I learned the following. Commander Rabbi Yochan, because Chir Yosef learned it in front of Rabbi Yochan the following. I'll show you that Rabbi Shimon himself holds this din that only that it's Rabbi Shimon himself who, who holds the din that the that the separating for the mitzvah alone is enough to make mitzvah. Says Eino leitim sukkah. Let's say you just have a general. This is not talking about a, a, a sukkah for sukkahs. Yeah, you have a sukkah. You have a shack. Uh, uh, a hut uh, that, that, that you made uh, that you made just for shade be Yom Tov and let's say it's Yom Tov no, not, it's not Sukkot it's Pesach it's, uh, it's uh, Shavuos has nothing to do with Sukkot here you, now you want it says you're not allowed to take any if you made a Sukkot and you want to take down you want to take down a, a uh, um 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 uh, you want to take you want to take a um um, uh, let's say, they, and they fell down, you want to take the wood from them, you're not allowed to use it, Ella minasamachlo. you're not allowed, only, only the, any wood that was part of the sukkah, even if it fell down, you're not allowed to take it because it's muksa. But anything that anything you had leaning up against the sukkah, which wasn't really part of the sukkah, that you're allowed to take, okay? You, uh, uh, that's not a problem. Uh, now, why is that? Right. Because those things he had in mind, but the other things he didn't have in mind before Yom Tov. Rabbi Shimon Matir, Rabbi Shimon says no, it's no problem. On those on those cases, when it's a case of a hut and it's now and it's now and it fell down and it's Pesach or it's Shavuot, etc., you're allowed to take those pieces. They're not booked. So you had to, they they he he knew that if I fall down, you can use it. But Shavin, okay, but but everybody agrees. No, so there's where Rabbi Shimon disagrees. He says you're allowed to take the wood that fell down. But also even Rabbi Shimon agrees with agrees with the Tanakama. But Sukkah when it comes to the Sukkah of Sukkahs on Sukkahs. Okay, all through the sukkah sheyasura, the entire sukkah is even cholamoid, and therefore what? So you see that what that Rabbi Shimon himself holds that hooks to the mitzvah so alone that it's muksa for the mitzvah is enough to make it forbidden. The mitzvah and we further said furthermore, like we said before, if the person made a condition before yontef that he's not that he's not uh, saying that everything in the sukkah is only for the sukkah, I call the fita now everything follows the person's condition. I so they so okay so therefore what so now we have a problem Rabbi Yochanan how could you tell me what that has to be that has to be only what Hukzulif mitzvah so and Hukzah uh, the Suro it has to be both it has to be Muktzah for the mitzvah and Muktzah because it's Aser you see clearly that just Muktzah for the mitzvah alone is enough for Rabbi Shimon so he says no no you're making a mistake. Cain, Shemin, Shemin, you misunderstood me. I'm not. I never was saying what that it's both that it needs an iser of lighting. Let's say an iser of the, of the mitzvah of lighting the lamp for Shabbos and an iser of taking the oil. No, I meant to say what that the, that once you have a mitzvah, the whole time you're not allowed to stop the mitzvah. Okay, that it's forbidden to stop the mitzvah. That's the time that you're not allowed to take the oil. No, the words exist. Cain, Shemin, Shemin, Shemin. I meant to say anything that's like the oil in the lamp. Shehovuk, Shalom, Misvaso. That since it was since it was separated in order to do the mitzvah. How to light the Shabbos lamps? Suro. So therefore, I say what the whole time that it's Osir, the whole time that it, that it, that it's Osir, not because it was Osir, but just the time that it's Osir. Okay, I'm not allowed to take anything from why because that's the time in the mitzvah. So really, I myself was saying not that you need it. Just I just I was saying I was defining for you when you can't take it. So the oil because even because remember even Rabbi Shimon holds that once the Shabbos lamps goes out, the oil that's left are allowed to use. But he means to say what that oil that came out of the lamp during a time when you're not allowed to take it out of the lamp. That's the whole time that the Shabbos lamp is burning. When you're lighting for the mitzvah, that's the time you're not allowed to take it out. And then Muksa for the mitzvah so alone is sufficient for uh, for Rabbi Shimon. It marnami Amar Abchi Amar Abar Abba Amar Rabbi Yochan really learned. Rabbi Yochan really said that. He said Ein Muksa Rabbi Shimon Ella Ke Ein Shemen Shebener. He really said that that there's no Muksa 
for Rabbi Shimon, except for something that's like the oil in the lamp, while it's while it's lit. So since it was since it was separated out for its mitzvah, at least, or it was also it was also separated for it, the whole time that it was also to take it. So now uh, and now we explain this with an chanami. Now we have to we're gonna we're gonna we want to further define muktzah according to Rishimon. Remember, according to Rishimon, you need a very very strong uh, separation of something it has to be so to speak has to be very actively or positively uh, taken out of a person's mind for Shabbos and Yantav. So I'm When it comes to food, any food that's edible is essentially is essentially not muktzah for Rabbi Shimon. Except we're going to see in a case in, in a particular case. Now just to explain it quickly to make it easy. When it comes to they used to dry. Uh, raisins, you know, the dried grapes to make raisins, or they would dry figs to make dried figs. Those things have a unique quality. They would put them on the roof and the sun to dry, but what happened was like this. Once they started to dry, they became inedible. The mid the mid time between, when they were, before you start to dry them, they're edible. When you start to dry them, they become inedible till they're truly dried. So that is a, that's a very unique thing because the person stopped eating, he put, put them away to dry, and they're really inedible. So he said, I'm Rabbi he says, Ain when it comes to food, there's no muksa for Rabbi Shimon, only when it comes to dried figs that you put up to dry on the roof, or 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 um, grapes that you put up to make raisins, bilvad. Only those things. You want to tell me nothing else? Maybe there are other fruits also, even fruits that don't become inedible in the midst of the drying process. I'm going to show you also that Rabbi Shimon also holds that those are also muksa. If a person was eating these figs like we learned, and he had more than he wanted to eat, the hell on the gog, and then now he put them up on the roof, he wants to make dried figs. He was eating, he was eating grapes, and he had more than he more and he had more than he needed. And what Bel Lagag, Lasos Bem Simukam, he put him up the roof to turn him into raisins. Loyochalachiasmin, those ones are, are forbidden to eat the whole time that they're drying, unless the person actively says, I'm gonna eat them on Shabbos. Okay, they're they're not so they're not completely inedible, but because he's pushed them away, they're 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 ineligible unless he actively brings them back into eligibility. The Khaina to Omer, look, but it says furthermore, and furthermore we say by Farsi the same thing is true by other fruits that don't become inedible in the middle process when it comes to when it comes to Farsakim, to peaches, chavushim, whatever chavushim are the the chavushim of a shakum and a person, all ki- other kinds of fruits. So okay, now Mani, now who is it? Is I know what you're going to tell me. Eli, Rabbi you don't want to tell me that's Rabbi Yehuda, not Rabbi Shimon. No, he says I'll show you for sure that can't be Rabbi Yehuda. Why? You see that according to Rabbi Yehuda, even things, for example, that are that we learned that are, that are just in a storehouse, you didn't push them away. But 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 once once you put things in a storehouse, even though you didn't push them away, the fact that you didn't actively bring them into your Shabbos use, they're already called Muktzah. In a case like here, where you put them up on the roof, where you actively push them away, all the more so. So this can't be a, this 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 can't be teaching me this can't be teaching me a halach according to Behuda. El Allah, Rabbi Shimon, he must be Rabbi Shimon, and you learn what, and you see what, even by other by other fruits, the fact that you the fact that you push them away, even if they're not so completely inedible, or not so inedible, so much inedible in the middle of the process. You know, says, no. Olam Rabbi Yehuda says, nope, it's like, it's, it's the other way. It is Rabbi Yehuda. Ah, you want to tell me, what do you mean? According to Rabbi Yehuda, what's the Kiddush? If even things they didn't truly push away like a storehouse or muktzah, certainly these things you pushed away. No, he says, I'll tell you why. Because he had to tell you by food, it's different. Why? Okay, because I might have thought, listen, what was the case here? Came to Kachabazo, the guy was actually eating from these things. He was in the middle of eating from them, then he put them out the roof. Lowly by his mana. So what's he, he was he was using them, he was using this this uh, this group of fruits. And and therefore, I would say, what, he didn't really push them away. Kamash 
Ashmalan comes to tell me what? That once he put him up on the roof, even though he's in the middle of eating them, once he put him up on the roof, he, he, he took his mind away from them and they become Moksa. So the answer is what? That's only according to Yehuda, but according to Rishim and Echanami, it would only be drying figs or drying grapes. Boy, Reb Shimon, the son of Rebbe, asked his father, I want to ask about these following things. Uh, I want to ask you, we, we, what about, you, you told me here a case where that Rabbi Shimon holds muksa, where you put the fruit in such a state that it's going to be inedible, inedible. No, you took edible grapes and edible figs and you put them on the roof and the sun started to bake them and they became inedible, inedible to some degree in the middle of the process. What about when it's not that way? What about when they're just, they had a certain type of dates. I think I've seen dates this, by the way. Uh, they have dates that don't ripen on the tree. They only ripen off the tree. We, we had something like those. I remember those in Eretz Israel, things like that. So he says, Patsili Tamra, these kinds of dates that don't become ripe on the tree. You have, to, you have to just leave them outside and then after a while they become, they store them up and after a while they become, they become ripe. What's the rule of those things in the middle before they've become completely ripe and obviously they're somewhat edible okay what's the rule do they have the same rule as the as the figs and the grapes that are in the middle of the drying process or not Nope, the only muksa food for a shimon is this case where, is this case of the drying grapes and the drying figs that they're really becoming edible by putting them in the middle of the process, but other things, no, they're still not muksa at all. They're all considered part of what is in a person's mind. Now, the fact that he asked Rebbe about Rebbe Shimon, we're assuming this. This must be if he's clarifying the halacha with him. We have the assumption is that Rebbe holds the halacha is like is like Rebbe Shimon and not like Rebbe Eyes, Rebbe, Leslie Muksa, does Rebbe really not hold Muksa like Rebbe Yudo? He, he's Makel like Rebbe Shimon. Well, didn't we learn? Okay, let me, let me just explain this and then it'll make it easy. We have to, we have a question of Muksa by various animals. You have animals that are truly domestic here, they're, they stay by the house. We have animals that uh, that go far away, they, they roam and they and they come back periodically. So you have to know which ones are considered to be part of your mind. Let's say I want to, I, they, they would, they used to give water to an animal before they shechted, it would make it easy to skin the animal animal. And so, the, so we want to know, on Yantav, which animals are not muksa so that I can give them the water to prepare them and then shech them and, and use them on Yantav. Which animals are considered not muksa? which animals are considered muksa? So we're going to see in a second that we consider the roaming animals muksa and the, and, the, and the house animals, the domestic animals, not muksa. So we're going to show them, we're going to try and show in a minute from what Rebbe said about the animals that Rebbe really held like Rebbe Huda and not like Rebbe Shimon. Right now it looks like Rebbe holds like Rebbe Shimon. I'm going to show you from the fact that he expressed an opinion about the roaming animals that he really holds like Rebbe Huda. Because didn't we learn the following? I have a lesson like he doesn't hold Muxa like Rebbe Huda. Let me show you holds like Rebbe Huda. Well, time we learned in the Mishnah. You're not allowed to give the water to the animal before you shechted and then shechted on Yontov as a midbarios. The ones that are the animals that roam, those ones are Muxa. You're, you're not allowed to shecht them on Yontov. But the domestic animals, you're allowed to give the water and shech them on 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 Yantav. Those ones that live at home, they're not muktza. But Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, Elumi Barrios. What's the definition? How do you know what are roaming animals and what are domestic animals? What are the roaming animals? What are called roaming animals? Roaming animals are ones that leave by Pesach time and they only come back when the first rain comes towards the winter. So they stay out all summer and they come back for the winter. Those are called roaming animals. They're they're muktza on Yantav. Basios, what are home? What are 
slaughter home animals that are not muktzah and yotav, you can shecht them. Kol sheyotav rotz chutz l'tchum, ones that 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 go out, they go past two thousand amos, they go outside. What ubos v'lanu pesoch atchum, but every night they come back and they sleep at home. That's domestic animals, and you're allowed to and you're allowed to shecht them. Rabbi Omer he says no. Eilu ve'eilu by by the same. No, those are both called domestic animals. Also, ones that go out of two thousand am, also ones that go out of two thousand amos. Probably, probably, not only the ones that go out of 2000 come back every night, no, even the ones that go out in this, for the whole summer and only come back to be in the winter, they're also called domestic. They come home. They lead Midbarios. What are the ones that are roamers that are called Mukta? Kosharos Bafra, the ones that stay out in the wilderness, okay? They always stay out in the wilderness. They never come back into the settled area, not in the winter, not in the summer. That's called Mukta. Yeah, yeah, that's a Mukta. But the other ones are the otherwise, the other ones are anyway, all the ones that come home, even only they come home for the winter. That's called that's called home ones. So now I got a problem. The fact that he expressed an opinion about what's called domestic. And what's called roamers, you see that he holds it even food that's quite edible. You can shecht it here in Yotav. It's, it's called muksa. You see, you see that Rebbe holds like Rebbe like Rebbe Huda that there's muksa and not like Rebbe Shimon that anything that's edible. Your mind is never off it. You're allowed to use it. So I have to answer. How can I show the one that we just so we, we think that Rebbe holds like Rebbe Shimon and that looks like he, he paskins like Rebbe Huda? The answer is not. Anybody say he must have one answer. I can give you what Hani Nami who goes with Simuk and Damian. I'll tell you. One is that what the ones that are always staying out roaming. When he said that those are muksa, that's even according to Rishimen. Why? Because that's this, that's the, similar to the case of what? If it, it looks like it's tit for tat. What happened by Grogus and Tzimuk and Rabbi Shimon held that when you took the grapes or the or the or the figs and you put them on the roof, you had the combination of what of pushing away with your hands. You put them on the roof and they become inedible to some degree. Those ones are muksi even according to Rishimen. The same thing. The same thing. The same thing over here. Okay. Why? Because you send them out. You let the, you let them go out and it's and. Uh, 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 and it's also hard, and it's also hard to, it's also hard to, uh, it's hard, hard to, uh, it's hard to get them. So that combination of things makes them equal. So one, I could say that that's a muksa even according to Rishimen. If I if I didn't explain, we may explain a little better. Vibai same another possibility is what you're right. That that really that really that really really you're right. That. Where originally, that when his son asked him what the halacha is according to Rabbi Shimon, that really, really, that Rabbi was only telling his son according to Rabbi Shimon, but really, he doesn't hold it. He just clarifying the halacha, so you don't have to worry about it. He really holds like Rabbi Yehuda, and 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 then when he when he discussed the domestic animals, he was passing according to Rabbi Yehuda. Another possibility is like this. Over here, when he discussed in this price, he discussed. The rules of what's called domestic and what's called non-domestic animals. He was only talking according to the rabbis. He said, "You rabbis who hold like Rabbi Yehuda, I want to discuss with you. I don't hold books at all. I hold like Rabbi Shimon, but you hold like Rabbi Yehuda. I still hold you. Should, even according to you, that you hold like Rabbi Yehuda, don't be so stringent. According to you, at least admit to me this: that wherever they leave by Pesach time and they come back at the first rain, the Baisius Ninu. Admit to me, even according to you, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that should be considered domestic." Don't don't, don't 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 stop the people from shafting them. Let them eat those animals that come home for the winter are fine. The rabbi said to him back. The rabbi said, "Lo." He says, No, those are also called roamers, and they are muksa according to Yehuda. So the last thing is what he really he held like Rabbi Shimon. One possibility said, "Okay, maybe it doesn't really hold like Rabbi Shimon." The other possibilities what he, the other possibilities are that. Even according to Rishimon, the 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 super under, the super roamers are muksa. Another possibility is that he was just explaining to the rabbis that you, according to your opinion, shouldn't be so machmir. But I, of course, am not machmir at all. 
Okay, now we're gonna now we're gonna now we're gonna now we're gonna start to discuss. We're gonna try to determine. For, for this time now, is what the halacha is according to here, according to, we, 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 we're going to discuss what's the halacha according to Rabbi Yochanan. Does, he, does Rabbi Yochanan, who is later, does he paskin like a Yehuda or does he paskin like a Rishimen? I'm Robert Bachanan Rabbi Yochanan, Amru, so the Rabbi Yochanan said, halacha Rabbi Shimon, he said, Amru, pardon me, Amru, he, Rabbi Yochanan said, they said, they in the yeshiva, they said, halacha Rabbi Shimon, halacha is like Rabbi Shimon. So you see, that sounds like what he's saying, the yeshiva, they paskin like Rabbi like Rabbi Shimon, and sounds like Rabbi Yochanan saying that. I'm here with Yochanan. Does Rabbi Yochanan himself really hold like Rabbi Shimon? The fact that he said that the Yeshiva said it's like Rabbi Shimon, we're assuming he they also holds like Rabbi Shimon. I ah, want to tell me Rabbi Yochanan like Rabbi Shimon. I'm going to show you that Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold like Rabbi Shimon. Okay, okay, a Kruya. There was a certain Saba Kruya. Or this old man from Surya. Okay, me Rabbi Yochanan. Why did anyone, this old man, wherever he was from, he asked this question of Rabbi Yochanan. Kina shall kina shall tanigolas. You have this. You have a, you have a, a portable chicken cage. Uh, 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 a chicken cage. You, you can carry the chicken around in this in this uh, chicken in chicken cage. Okay. Are you allowed to Are you allowed to carry it on Shabbos? Amar said to him, "Klum Is it made for anything other than for for chickens? No, it's only for chickens. And therefore, what? Since it is uh, okay. So since it is. So since the chickens are, are muktza, so you know this 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 chicken cage which is only for carrying around muktza chickens is itself muktza, and uh, and therefore you see so you see that what so you see clearly that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Huda and not like and not like Rabbi Shimon, so so uh, he holds like Rabbi Huda like Rabbi Shimon uh, because he holds muktza. So how could he say that that, that in the yeshiva they said like Rabbi Shimon? When he says that, don't worry. When he said that, the East Bay Efroch Mace. Over there it had a baby, a dead baby chicken. And therefore what? It's therefore the dead baby chicken is is the dead baby chicken is useless. Why? Because now it's a buses for something that's that's something that's muktza. Not before when you thought before the cage was empty, then I thought only because it's used to carry chickens, which are which are muktza. Okay, it's, it's it itself is us, it's usur. Okay, that's according to Yehuda. But now that I'm saying that what that there's the dead baby chicken and I can say even according to Yeshua, it's muktza because it's a buses for something that is is muktza. Why? Why is that? Because this, because this baby chicken that died, assuming that it died on Shabbos, okay, is muktza. Where says one second, slow down. He says, because one second, why is it? Why is it muktza? Can't you feed this? Can't you feed this? Uh, this uh, baby, this dead baby chicken to the dogs? Where says, It's according to the one opinion that the Amar the High Rabbi Shimon, who said that even Rabbi Shimon admits that a healthy animal that you didn't see was sick before Shabbos and it died on Shabbos that they're also that they're muktza. Even Rabbi Shimon agrees that that's out of your mind. Okay, so it makes sense here. So you're right. If this cage, and so you can say that the reason Rabbi Yochan and Paskin, that the cage is, is, is muktza and it's asr, is because it has a dead baby chicken in it, and a dead baby chicken even, that was healthy before Shabbos, even Rabbi Shimon admits his muktza on Shabbos, and therefore and therefore, therefore the cage is, is a found, is a basis for something that's muktza, it's a foundation. But according to the other opinion, to Omar, who said about Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon holds no, that even, even a healthy animal that died on Shabbos, that you wouldn't expect to die, that died on Shabbos, Shei Mutar, and those also, those also Mutar, you're allowed to take them and feed them to the dogs, etc. Michael, what are you going to say? Now, you can't say this cage, this cage is a buses for something that's muktzah, because according to that opinion, Rabbi Shimon holds that the dead baby chicken, even though it died on Shabbos, is not muktzah. 
So the cage is not a basis for something muktza. I said, don't worry. I could still say that Rabbi Yochanan passing that the cage is muktza was still holding Rabbi Shimon. This is what he's talking about. What is it? It has an egg that was newly born on Shabbos in it. That's the problem. It's a nolad. And that's muktza. You've to Rabbi Shimon. He says, come on, get out of here. He says, okay. Didn't Rabbi Nachman say, didn't Rabbi Nachman say that only a person who holds muktza or Yehuda holds the problem of nolad? That's something that did exist before Shabbos and came to exist in his muktza. But, but the Leslie Muksa, but the one who doesn't hold Muksa, namely Rabbi Shimon. Leslie Nolan, he also doesn't hold the special mukta of Nolan of something that just came into being on Shabbos. So therefore you still can't justify it. Okay, according to the one opinion, you could say that this cage is a basis for something that's muksa because the egg is a nolad. It came to existence on Shabbos, and even Rabbi Shimon holds that that's muksa. But 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 since we but according to Rav Nachman, that even that, that Rabbi Shimon, even a nolad, doesn't consider muksa. How could you tell me that Rabbi Yochan is passing that the cage is muksa is according to Rabbi Shimon? The answer is the Ispei Beitzah Sefirah. I can still say that with that Rabbi Yochanan Asr the cage is because it had an egg, not not merely an egg, but an egg that already had a a unborn chicken and has a fetus in it, and that's completely muksa. Why? Because the, that's that that is totally muksa. People can't eat it because they can't eat the they can't eat the uh, they can't eat the they can't eat the baby chick. Okay. And uh, because it hasn't been born yet, and and also, and even a dog can't eat it because it's because it's still in the shell. So that is completely useless, even according to Rabbi Shimon, and therefore it's a basis for Dabar Muksa. So I can continue to say that Rabbi Yochanan reported in the Yeshiva that halachas like Rabbi Shimon that he holds halachas like Rabbi Shimon, and even though he passed in the cage is mutter, but was was a muksa, that was a cage that was muksa even according to Rabbi Shimon because it was a basis for an egg with a fetus in it, which even according to Rabbi Shimon on Shabbos is totally muksa. Later, we got a report Rabbi Yochanan, that, that, that Rabbi Yochanan said, Okay, we got a report that said that Rabbi Yochanan holds halachas like Rabbi Yehuda, not like we thought that he holds like Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon Levi says halachas like Rabbi Shimon. So now we got one second, we got a report to the opposite of what we thought. We thought that what the halach was like, that Rabbi, that, that Rabbi Yochanan, he said in the yeshiva, they said halachas like, Rabbi Shimon, he held it. Now we see that he himself, that he, they've got a report that Rabbi Yochan himself holds that the Allah is like a Yehuda. And Rabbi Yosef, so Rabbi Yosef says, wow, Heine says, since it's true, now that I heard, that now that I heard that Rabbi Yosef said that, that, Rabbi, that, Rabbi, that Rabbi Yochan holds the Allah is like a Yehuda, I have to re-explain that which we heard earlier that he said, that they said in the Yeshiva, the Allah is like a Shimon, says, Heine, the Amra, Rabbi Yochanan, that what he said, Amru, Allah is like That's what you notice, that Rabbi Yochan didn't say the Allah is like a Shimon, he said, they said, in the yeshiva, Amru, they said, okay, you have to re explain it. What we thought before when he said, they said in the yeshiva, now that we have an explicit report from, we have an explicit report. Uh, Pardon me. From but that uh, that uh, that Rav Yitzchak, Rav Yosef. I'm sorry, I missed it before. Rav Yitzchak Rav Yosef says that he holds like Rav Yehuda. So we have to say that the original statement when he said they said the Allah like Rishimu, he said they said, but I don't hold it. Now I got one question. I will lay Abayi Rav Yosef. Abayi said to Rav Yosef, he says, "Whoa, slow down." He says, "He says Vadal Tis Rav Yochanan Rav Yehuda." One second. Until you finally heard this report that Rav Yehuda that that Rav Yochanan held like Rav Yehuda, you didn't already know it. You should have known it before. I everybody knew that become a famous case. Even without this report, you should have known that Rabbi Yochanan holds Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda and not like Rabbi Shimon. Why? There was this Talmud 
of Rabbi Yochanan who was who was visiting who was visiting on Shabbos. But and in that house, what a menorah, a candelabra fell onto his onto his onto his coat. Okay, Rabbi Asi fell into Rabbi Asi's coat. Rabbi Asi was a student of Rabbi Yochanan with a little tiltula, and Rabbi Asi wouldn't move it. He held that it was mutza. My time, that's what it looks like, my time. What's the reason they didn't move it? It wasn't because Rabbi Yassi is a student of Rabbi Yochanan, and must be what? And it must be that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Yehuda, this lamp, that there's Muktzah. And therefore, this lamp, which this lamp, since it had been, this lamp, he held, this lamp, he held, he, he, he held was Muktzah, just like, just like, um, just like Rabbi Yehuda. So he said to Marvelay, he says, no. He said, Menarta Kamarta, he says, a candelabra, he says, you cannot bring proofs from. Why? Because there's a big difference between a candelabra and a lamp. We always learn about a simple lamp. It's a little portable thing. A candelabra is apparently, uh, has many pieces and it's heavy, it's big, whatever it is. That's got a different din. He says, Menarta Shani, he says, a candelabra is different. Why? Because I could learn that that case, Enachanami, he wasn't allowed to move the candelabra, but it could not be, it could be not because he holds like Rabbi Huda. It could be because when I came to a candelabra, even and Rabbi Shimon said, you're not allowed to move it. Why? I could have thought that. I could have thought that. Why? Because I once learned the Rish Lakish said when it came to a menorah, okay, a menorah, a candelabra, if it's a light one, and he tells me other echos, if it's a candelabra, but more than a lamp, a candelabra, but it's a light candelabra that you can carry with one hand, and you're allowed to move it on Shabbos, with two hands, also the tata, but if it's, a, if it's a candelabra that's so heavy, you need two hands to move it, it's also. And we're going to see why in a minute, it's also because of a special exerah that even Rabbi Shimon would agree with. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said, Anu ein lanu elo 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 b'neak Rabbi Shimon. He says, and I only hold uh, like Rabbi Shimon when it came to a lamp, like a lamp, according to Rabbi Shimon. That's, that's what I hold is mutter, what I hold is mutter to move. I have a menorah, but when it comes to a menorah, the complicated menorah, whether you can carry with one hand or two hands, I hold that you cannot carry it, even according to Rabbi Shimon. In other words, that's the problem. We don't know how to read, now we don't know how to read this. We can read it that he held wise. One way to read it is what he did, like I just read to you. He's really holding Rabbi Shimon. And he's saying what? The little lamp I told you can move according to Rabbi Shimon. I don't hold, I, according to Rabbi Shimon, and I don't hold Muksa like Rabbi Yehuda. But when it comes to the candelabra, I don't care whether 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 it's a heavy one, not a heavy one. Candelabra, there's a special there's a special decree of the rabbis, and even Rabbi Shimon holds you can't move it. That's one way to read. Now I could have read it differently, and, and where 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 we'll see in a minute where what where what. Um, Rabbi Yochanan was saying was, I hold like Rabbi Shimon only in one case that I hold a muksa machmasmius when it comes to an old old clay lamp that's that, that's dirty. I hold that it's not muksa because of because it's disgusting, and I hold your hold your ladder move it. But otherwise, in everything I hold like in everything else I hold like Rabbi Yehuda. So you don't know how to read this case, but everybody could read says therefore what? So the answer is that the answer is. The Rabbi Yosef is answering, you know what? I wasn't sure. Of course I knew that Rabbi Asi is, is a student of Rabbi Yochanan. And I knew that according to Rabbi Yochanan, you can't move the candelabra. But I don't know why. I don't know if it's the candelabra because it's the decree of the rabbis that Rabbi Shimon holds its asr, in which case he passes like Rabbi Shimon. Or he holds, no, it's a candelabra because it's a, 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 a candelabra. And it, since it's since it's muksa for reasons other than meus and disgusting, and, and, and he holds like Rabbi and he holds like Rabbi and holds like Rabbi Huda. Okay, but time am I, okay? Uh, 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 what time am I? 
Okay, and what's the, what's the reason I could hold that the whole din of a candelabra is a special decree of the rabbis and even a Shimon holds it also? And therefore, I, and he says, that's why until I got the report, I never knew. Okay, now, at the time of mine, what's the reason? Rabbi Yosef and Tabayah, because they both said, here's the reason there was a rabbinic decree that everybody, even a Shimon, would agree with. Since a person gives it a set place, it's so valuable, and he gives it a set place, it's like it's considered something that's mukhs even according to Rishimon. Rabbi Yosef says to Rabbi Yosef, get out of here. He says, What are you talking about? The canopy that a chassan puts on the bed, on his new on his marriage bed, which gets a special place. It's a very important thing. We learned when it came to this marriage canopy, the canopy of the of the of the grooms, you're allowed to you're allowed to set it up and the You're allowed to take it down on Shabbos. Now he was talking about the rules of building, but for our person, it means something else. Forget about okay. So it's not a problem in building or tearing down. But the main point is what it's not muksa. It has a set place. So you can't say that's the reason. Alam Rabbi, here's the reason. The reason why Rabbi Yosef was justified in thinking that, that when Rabbi Yochanan asserted the Menarta and even his student asserted the Menarta, the candelabra, was for a decree of the rabbis having nothing to do with Muktzah. Alam Rabbi, what's the reason? Bishel Chulios, you're talking about a candelabra that's made up of different parts. It's, it's, it's got lots of pieces that stick together. And we're afraid of what? So the problem is, it's such a thing. If you carry it on Shabbos, it'll come apart. You put it back together again, and that's forbidden. You're not allowed to make it. But the fixing of that candelabra will be also. And that's true. That would be also according to everybody. Ayochi, my time Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish to Shari. If that's true, so how can how can Rish Lakish held that the little one is okay? What's in the little one? A big one? It'll fall apart. You'll put it back together, and it should be it should be forbidden by reading decree. My the, the answer is no. He said he said the answer is what? Uh, okay. So my chuyos says, don't worry, so I'll tell you what it means. What is the word chuyos? We did, we, uh, you have to say not exactly. We don't mean that it has to have literally pieces. But gain chuyos, as long as the candelabra is constructed in such a way that it looks like it has various pieces. What the ispechitke, as long as it just has, has scratching into it that makes it look like it has parts, that's sufficient to make it osir. Hilkach, that's sufficient to make it osir. Hilkach, therefore why? Because that's also, if you'll, if you'll let a person carry the one that has scratches, eventually carry the one that really does have take apart pieces. Hilkach, chuyos, and now the Allah is going to be like this. Anything that has parts, whether it's heavy or not heavy, everyone agrees what it's forbidden to carry it. What's, where's the debate? A big one that has that has scratches on it that looks like it has parts. Everybody agrees what that you can't carry on Shabbos. Because unless you carry the big one that has parts. What's the argument? A little one that has scratches. Mar, Sobar, guys. We never, Yochan says also over there, the little one that has scratches, you have to say what? Maybe you'll carry one that really has parts, and, and oh, 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 that's what we Yochanan. Rabbi told you don't have to worry about when it's little. You don't have to worry about a little one that doesn't have any parts that may be able to carry something that has parts. But the main point is what that the whole story with that menorah was was not necessarily the fact that a person doesn't move menorah doesn't have to mean that they hold muktzah like Rabbi Huda. It could be they hold muktzah like Rabbi Shimon, and the whole reason you don't move it is for a different reason entirely because of rabbinic decree. So therefore. Therefore, Rabbi Yosef says, it was only when I finally heard the report that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Yehuda that I knew that it was really so. Thank you so much. Mazel tov to everybody.